Coming to you almost live from the Ivory Tower studio, presented by Hallhard, it's James once again with Fend for Yourself Friday. Welcome back to Fend for Yourself Friday. Today, on episode two, we're going to cover a topic that I think people associate with me uh, pretty closely. Um... My name, of course, James, is basically synonymous with this word. Um, when people look at me, they probably say, yeah, he knows a lot about this. Um, today's topic is, of course, luxury. Everybody loves a little bit of luxury in their lives. Now, different people have uh, different definitions of the term. Sometimes my wife will watch shows on uh, the channel E. I'm not going to get into the shows. Maybe Bravo as well. I think they have a different level of luxury than I have. Uh, I found out that my aunt is a pretty big fan of these shows as well, which is interesting. Good for her. But my idea of luxury versus the idea of luxury on television, probably a lot different. One thing, probably the first thing that comes to mind when I think of luxury is the ability to have an unnecessary vehicle. Something that I absolutely do not need to get me from point A to point B. For me, the number one overall draft pick in terms of uh, unnecessary luxury has to be the golf cart. I have always wanted to have my golf cart of my own to just drive basically around town. Just hop on the golf cart, go for a nice, slow 12 to 15 mile an hour ride, meandering through the streets, maybe go to the grocery store, maybe pull up to a local baseball game, sit there, watch it for a little bit. Who really cares who wins? Mostly just to sit out in the nice summer or ideally fall air. Um, back home in North Dakota, there's not so much ability to sit there in the fall because the bugs are too bad. Out here in Northern Virginia, I'm not sure what they do, uh, but there's really not a lot of mosquitoes or bugs at all. But I would pretty much do anything to have a nice golf cart to just drive around my little town center area there are a group of kids in our town center, or our, I guess you call it an HOA, um, that have a golf cart. And, and I'll be honest with you, when we first moved here, I saw this golf cart, and I'm like, this reminds me of home. Just kids on a golf cart doing whatever they want. No repercussions. We've lived here for six years now. No longer a fan of that golf cart. They have no respect for traffic laws. And Northern Virginia is not a place where you can disregard them. Um, 15 mile an hour golf carts do not belong on the streets of even minor cities. So not, not a huge fan of that golf cart, but golf carts in a town of under like 2,500 people, send them everywhere, all for, all for a small town golf cart. Other things that I would love to have, I used to have a scooter. It was called a Freedom Scooter. It was bright orange, it had a battery that lasted approximately 17 minutes, 
But for those 17 minutes, I would ride around the streets of my small town in total style, total luxury, total class. No, no place to go all day to get there. Uh, the Freedom Scooter met an untimely end as it was made with an extremely cheap battery that progressively got less and less charged over about a uh, 18-month span. But I would do a, a lot worse than having that sit-down, bright orange Freedom Scooter right now. Again, not particularly useful or helpful in Northern Virginia. Um, not, not a fan of the stand-up scooter craze. Part of the problem with the stand-up scooter <laughs> craze, if you've ever ridden one, at least um, in Washington, D.C., there's nowhere to park it. You pick up this scooter and ride it to nowhere because every time you try to drop it off, it'll say you cannot leave your scooter in this area. Just sort of, just sort of a freedom scooter, or I guess electric scooter rental heads up. Wouldn't mind picking up the new Kia Carnival. It's a minivan that has captain's chairs in the second row. Sort of uh, also my idea of luxury. Have my wife drive me somewhere, sit in the back seat, pull the reclining chair out, lay back, get where I need to go low and slow. Would definitely pick up one of those. Again, my idea of luxury is probably not what everybody else thinks. One of my favorite stores where I walk in and I'm like, yes, I need everything here. L.L. Bean. I'm not sure I've ever actually bought anything from an L.L. Bean store, but every time I walk inside, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely need these slippers. Then I look at them and they cost like $85. I'm like, no, thank you. I already have a nice pair of slippers. I'll pass on these. Then I see a really nice flannel shirt. I'm like, yeah, I could absolutely wear this flannel shirt. And once again, I look at the price and decide I don't need it. All of their outdoor equipment, maybe like a hiking pole. I'm not sure why I need a hiking pole from L.L. Bean. It doesn't mean I don't want it. They have canoes and kayaks. Not particularly good at either of those activities. Again, doesn't mean I don't want it. Could see myself dropping my uh, canoe into the Potomac. Ideally with my wife on a paddleboard. Side note, I don't understand how women are so good at paddleboarding. Every time I've gone paddleboarding and there are women around, specifically my wife, they're three, four, five times better at paddleboarding than I am. I'm falling in every seven, eight minutes. One time we went paddleboarding on Mirror Lake, which I'm not sure if it's a finger lake or not, but it's at Lake Placid in New York. Lake Placid is my idea of luxury, by the way. Sort of a small town where you can just park your car and have a great day. Everything is upscale E. Side note, though, on the side note, is you can't really very easily get on 
to the actual Lake Placid because it's basically private property everywhere. But Mirror Lake, which is in the town, is wide open, big enough to paddleboard on. I don't think you can take motorboats on it, which is fine because the last thing I need is somebody throwing wake in my face while I'm paddleboarding. But Allie was able to bring like a six pack of beer and snacks on her paddleboard. So we got to sit on the lake, sit on my paddleboard, have a beer or two, then do some paddleboard yoga, which again, I am not particularly good at, but I'm also here to make people laugh and get a little smile on their face. So I bet I fell into the water four or five, probably closer to 10 times. And one thing about paddleboard yoga is once you start falling in, you don't stop. It's not like, oh, I fell in once. Let me get my balance back. <laughs> no. Once you're wet, the show's over. You're just going to fall in continuously. Several times I kept falling over, like climbing onto it from the left and then falling over on the right. Got a little bit frustrating. Thankfully, Mirror Lake is pretty small, so it wasn't too scary. And I was able to get back on. All this to say, if I was wearing maybe a pretty awesome pair of like outdoorsy looking cargo pants from L.L. Bean and a, a snazzy hat and then like an outdoor shirt, maybe it's a graphic tee, maybe it's a polo or a button up. And I just want people to walk by and be like, oh, that guy looks like he went on a pretty moderate hike today. Oh, look at those, look at those shoes. They're the right amount dirty. Maybe he took in a two-mile hike and, and now he's sitting at a local craft brewery uh, celebrating $9 beer night, which we celebrate basically every day here in Northern Virginia. But I just want people to know that my idea of style and luxury is basically, it looks like he might go on a hike. I'm not sure that's what fashion is, but as far as I'm concerned, hiking chic is my style. Same thing as REI. Bring me to an REI store and I'm basically ready to uh, climb a mountain. Obviously, I don't have the skills or abilities or gear to climb a mountain, but it makes me want to climb a mountain. Patagonia gear. Yeah, take me out west. Let's let's go on a really nice uh, day and a half hike. I ideally will hike in and then walk back to our camper and then hike somewhere else tomorrow so I don't have to put up a tent. Not a particular fan of putting up a tent. If you invite me to go camping and you're like, hey, I've got the tent set up, I'm happy to go. I'll basically do anything I can to not put up the tent. But if you tell me you're going to give me a Patagonia zip-up, don't give me a sweatshirt. Pullover sweatshirt is very difficult for me to get on and off. Every time I put it on, I get too hot. Then I've got to take it off, and my T-shirt gets stuck in my sweatshirt, and then I pull everything off, and my belly is showing, and nobody wants to see it, and I get self-conscious. So the perfect thing for me as far as outdoors are concerned is a full zip-up sweatshirt maybe with a side pocket like at the breast because I like to listen to other podcasts which are 
I mean, for the most part, and not even for the most part, just are better than mine. Most people, or well, all the podcasts I listen to are professionally recorded and not in the ivory tower podcasting studio or where my wife works. But I don't hear very well anymore, so I can put my phone up high so I can hear my podcast easier. That, to me, is luxury. North Face zip-up hoodie? Absolutely. There was a time in the early, like, or like I said, be the late 2000s, like 2000, we'll call it 2007 to 2012, where basically every person I knew had a North Face weather shell zip-up jacket. Absolutely. That is my idea of luxury. Do not sleep on Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a big podcast supporter. Not of my podcast. But gentlemen, I know I don't like shopping. Stitch Fix will send you exactly what you want in a box. I told them that if you don't send me comfortable clothes, I'm not buying any of it and I will send it right back. Oh, they delivered. Everything I've got from them, extremely comfortable. The only problem is they set this price variation where if you buy all the clothes in your Stitch Fix box, you get it at like a 25-ish percent discount. And they give you, say, five pieces of clothing. So let's say you like three of them. It just ends up being cheaper or almost as cheap to just buy it all. So you end up buying five things and only ever wearing three things because you got a good deal. Don't trick yourself. Getting a good deal is not luxury. Just going to end up buying things that you do not want. Things you do want. Food delivery services. Allie and I had a meal delivery service for like five-ish months. Turns out they didn't have as many food options as you would think they would have. But nothing is more exciting than coming home and seeing your box from your food kit company sitting on the front step, bringing it inside, putting it in the fridge, and then deciding which night maybe you're going to have chicken fried steak or some sort of fish dish you didn't know was a thing, or another kind of rice-based bowl with an Asian meat on top, which is always delicious. Big fan of that. Sometimes you can cook them as long as, or as short as 15 minutes. Sometimes, at least for me, they took upwards of an hour, mostly because I'm not very good at reading directions. Couldn't even tell you how many times I put the dish together and then had ingredients or a sauce packet sitting on my table. And I was like, well, I'm not sure what this is for, but we'll just dump it in now or put it back in the fridge and use it in three days. Even better than meal delivery kits though, are like DoorDash or Uber Eats. Again, neither of them are sponsors, but there's nothing better than on a, than on a Fend for Yourself Friday looking at your wife and just being like, you know what, I'm ordering Popeye's today. Or banchan, which is Korean chicken that's fried and is unbelievable. Then she'll probably be like, no, I, I don't want to have something like that. It's too fatty, which is absolutely accurate. And just being like, that's fine. Order whatever you want. Get it from someplace else. But in 26 minutes, 
they're going to leave this Bonchon or obviously Popeyes on my front step, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm probably not going to get the exact sauce that I want from Popeyes, which is blackened ranch, the most delicious condiment in the fast food world. That's okay, though. I didn't have to leave the house. They brought it to me in under half an hour. I'm hungry. I'm eating this chicken. The peak, though, of food delivery luxury is just deciding I really want an ice cream treat. Dairy Queen's, say, eight minutes away. I'm calling it in. Ordering in a DQ Blizzard is one of my favorite things to do. I used to have a big problem with going too far and always maybe getting the blizzard of the month, even if it wasn't a blizzard I would like. There's only so many types of chocolate or a certain amount of chocolate a person needs in a blizzard. And on several occasions, I have blown the roof off the door and gotten an ice cream treat that has way too many flavors, ends up not being good. Oreo blizzard. That's a very smart delivery blizzard. I've recently discovered the Reese's Extreme Blizzard, which has Reese's Pieces in it. Arguably, no, not even arguably, probably my favorite candy treat. Peanut butter M&Ms are also up there. Ends up getting to be a little too much peanut butter after a while. So I think the Reese's Pieces is superior. They come in the Reese's Extreme Blizzard. I absolutely recommend it. If you've got a food delivery service in your town, order the whole family Reese's Pieces Blizzards. Have a great day. Moving on to home care. Having somebody mow your lawn for you. Not luxury. Mowing the lawn is an absolute treat. You get to be outside, pretty decent weather, making a lot of noise. And one thing about mowing the lawn that I really enjoy, which I've never done this before, but I imagine like harvesting wheat is very satisfying because you get to see the fruits of your labor instantaneously. Two seconds ago, there was grass here. Now the grass is a lot shorter. Mow the lawn today. The, the lawn in Virginia in August grows at an absolutely insane rate. Cut the grass down like two and a half inches today. Did I leave lawn shavings all over the yard? Absolutely. I'm never going to bag my lawn. Takes too much time. If you live in a city, there's no good place to put your grass clippings. They only come once a week, so great. Now my entire house smells like rotting grass. Not going to do it. Leave it on the yard. But um, mowing your own lawn is not necessarily luxury, but it's a, peak, it's a peak number one rated chore. You get to crack a beverage of your choice. Today, unfortunately, the only thing left in my fridge was a white cloth, so I drank that. Did not enjoy it. Did it cool me off while mowing the lawn? It did. It did the trick. But just taking my lawnmower and cutting it into a square, because I think it's faster, even though it's probably not, just 
feels like less turning is, is a great chore. It's, it's not necessarily luxury. It includes a chore beer, which I will discuss in a later podcast. Or in this case, unfortunately, a chore seltzer. Um, seltzer is not luxury. Do not recommend. Not buying into the fad. But paying somebody to paint your house for you, the interior, that is the peak of luxury. The ability of professionals to paint versus your ability to paint is ridiculous. I imagine it like what it would be like for me to be a professional swimmer versus an actual professional swimmer. Can I get the job done? Can I swim a 400 meter medley? Probably. Will it be pretty? Absolutely not. Will it take an excessive amount of time? Yes. Could somebody else, for honestly, not that much money, because I don't know how much like a low-level professional swimmer makes, um, versus like a normal professional painter, probably more, I guess. It's not really about that part of it, comparing swimmers to painters. But the small amount of money you pay to have somebody paint your house is worth it every time. It is the peak of luxury. You get professionals into your house doing a job that would take you all weekend. Getting your weekends back is luxury. In a fraction of the time, they've got all the material. They're not running to Home Depot every 45 minutes because they forgot a paint stirrer. Pay somebody, if you can, if you trust them, to paint your house the interior, it's the peak of luxury. Having your son-in-law drive from Virginia to paint the exterior of your house, that is also the peak of luxury. Not necessarily for your son-in-law, especially if he paints it with a four-inch brush. Um, but if you're good enough to say, if, it, if I can't see mistakes from the street, I don't care. And you provide beverages while he paints the exterior of your house. It's a preferred chore if it's nice enough out. Airplane upgrades. Peak luxury. Am I going to pay $1,000 to take a two and a half hour flight when I could pay $200 to take the same flight? Absolutely not. I thank the people who pay first class fares because they make flying affordable for the rest of us. I don't understand it. Most people who sit in first class, if we're honest, not really that tall. I don't understand the need to sit in first class if you're not tall. That's your business and I won't tell you what to do. But getting upgraded because the flight is overbooked, that is luxury. Hey, there wasn't enough seats in coach. So we're putting you in business or comfort plus. Yes, thank you. Not. Shouldn't say not. When you can get a beer when you're in comfort plus or 
if you ever get bumped all the way to first class, one of my favorite things. Years ago, Allie got bumped coming out to Virginia to first class. She was on the airplane. She texted me a picture of a small glass of wine she had before takeoff. Don't quote me on this. I don't remember if she was in the air and texted it when she got there. I don't know. But she texted me a picture of her wine glass and said, I'm never flying coach again. Still one of my favorite things I've ever heard. Because I just responded with, well, I guess you're not flying anymore. Because we certainly can't afford to pay first class. We still, to this day, have not paid for first class. One time for $25 a person, I did book us to Comfort Plus from Nashville to Washington Dulles International Airport, and it was worth every penny. So I will recommend, if you're given the option to upgrade for like under $50, basically my answer to that is $25 an hour. If it's a six-hour flight and you can upgrade, you know, for... Math is extremely hard. I don't know why I did it so fast. For 150 bucks for a six-hour flight, maybe you're flying from the East Coast to London. I'm going to authorize that. Pay the 150 have a way better seat. Those international flights, way more comfortable in a bigger seat. Do it. Um, paying $100 to fly two hours in the United States, eh, not for me. You do what you got to do, though. Who am I to judge? Other thing I want to know about that I know nothing about. What goes on in airline lounges? They seem to me like the peak, the absolute pinnacle of luxury. Never been in one. Definitely tried to get in one before. I even tried to pay them money for a one-day pass. Turns out you can't do that anymore. I want to know what goes on in airport lounges. If any of you have ever been in one, email me at fendforyourselffriday at gmail.com or on any of our social media. Fend for yourself across all the platforms or fend for yourself Friday. Tell me what it's like in there. Personally, well, before we get to that, I got to talk about one more thing about the airline. Checked to destination carry-ons are also luxury. You bring your carry-on up to the gate and they're like, oh no, the plane is too small and your carry-on is sort of big. Take this tag and it'll show up at your airport when you get there. Love that. You don't got to pay the $25 fee and you don't got to carry it. Huge win. Also bring a smaller backpack. Anytime I go anywhere, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to bring this backpack. It's always way too full. It never fits under the seat. Bring your little carry-on, your little carry-on rolly bag, and just check it to destination if they offer it. Or put it in the overhead bin. Don't overstuff your backpack. Back to airport lounges. I just feel like once you go inside an airport lounge, it's getting... it. it it's got to be like... The ABC hit series, Pan Am, the TV show about Pan Am Airlines in whatever decade it was, they made air travel seem so glamorous. I assume that's what airport lounges are like. 
I, I would really like to find out. I'd also like them to return uh, ABC's hit drama, Pan Am, for a third season. Not really sure. I think we watched the first, like, 15 episodes. Bring it back, ABC. We definitely can use a little bit more Pan Am in our lives. Massages booked online. That's luxury. You know what? Anything booked online is luxury. Ever since we've been able to book a hotel online, I don't think I've ever called a hotel again. It's so much easier. Log on to their little application, click, click, click. You got yourself a hotel. Whether it's on a multiple site app like Orbitz, or if it's on, say, Hilton, 35 seconds, you got yourself a hotel. You didn't have to talk to anybody. Please give that a try. Yeti mugs. Shouldn't drop names here. Thermal mugs. Those are luxury. You take your, in my case, lukewarm coffee. Put it in your Nespresso coffee maker. Push the button too quickly when it's not, the water's not hot enough so it won't brew your coffee right away. And then you get mad and keep pressing the same button over and over again. Then you unplug the machine and plug it back in and press the button six more times. Then you take the coffee pot out and put it back in and slam it shut a whole bunch of times when your wife's trying to sleep and you get super frustrated. Then you just buy coffee at work that day. Um, but you put it in your Yeti mug because it'll keep that coffee warm all day. And if you keep the lid off of it for, say, three, four minutes be before or I guess after the coffee is poured into your cup, it'll keep it at the perfect temperature, which again for me is lukewarm. I don't like things too hot. Also, they sell these little tablets that will clean your thermal mugs. Say you have a, a mug for coffee that ends up smelling really badly like coffee. You drop one of these cleaning tablets in there. It foams over. It looks like a science experiment. Like in high school chemistry. Suds everywhere. Speaking of high school chemistry, I got, I got a quick... Cut a quick listener update. Uh, the first episode of Fend for Yourself Friday garnered as twice as many listeners as kids I graduated high school from. For those of you who know me, um, I talk about my hometown all the time, we'll have an idea of how many people that is. And for those of you who don't, just imagine how big your high school class is and double it. And that's how many people... Listen to my podcast. It's, it's a pretty big deal. Anyway, back to thermal mugs. One of my favorite things to do is definitely to have a mug for each occasion. Like right now I'm drinking an adult beverage out of my Black Yeti. It's specifically for adult beverages. Coffee never goes in here. One of the big corporations named after a bipedal man, ape, ape-like man, man-like ape, bipedal something, missing link. 
from the Himalayas, a, a company named after that thing. I'll just say it, a Yeti. Came out with a new uh, summer lineup, with, or summer and fall lineup. One of them, a very specific color of orange, which again is my favorite color. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, it sucked me in. I absolutely bought that Yeti mug with the sliding magnet atop so it doesn't spill and it stays warm longer. That's luxury. That specific orange one, it, it, right now it's a utility player. I have not put coffee in it and I won't because coffee is for my silver one that I got years ago and it's still in great shape. That's the only one of mine that gets coffee. And my orange one is a utility player. I'll put adult drinks in it. I'll put an iced tea in it. Um, basically think of any beverage. I'll put an adult beverage in there. Dedicated mugs are luxury. So are any beverage container that draws attention. I used to have a coffee mug that was just a small coffee pot. So before Keurig became a thing, you could buy coffee makers that, that made a single serving of coffee, but they made it in an adorable coffee pot. And I love drinking my serving and a half or two servings out of that tiny coffee pot. People didn't like it. They found it very obnoxious, which only emboldened me to do it more. Sometimes I would pour root beer in there and then talk about how hot my coffee was and drink it as fast as I could. That's a great prank because people, people are concerned you're going to burn yourself when, in fact, you're just enjoying a Barks root beer. Really miss that tiny coffee pot. One day when I got it back, when I was using it, I guess, I didn't realize there was a small chip in it and it shattered in my hand into a million little pieces. So, so that made me sad. Probably won't get another coffee mug slash tiny pot like that again because the coffee got cold way too fast and it was sort of gross. But it, it was a time in my life. It was definitely something I, I look back on with great memories. Final thing I'm going to talk about today. A three-day vacation. I used to think that the longer the vacation, the better. Depending on what you're doing, maybe. But there is something to be said about a three-day trip. Take work off on a Friday. When I say three days, I mean you're there Friday, you're there Saturday, you're there Sunday, and you're, you're probably coming home. You're getting, but you're getting a full, like, 65-ish hours of fun there. Go to a new place on the East Coast. We're, we're going to do it more this year. Going on a three-day vacation, we explored the Outer Banks. Some of our friends were gracious enough to invite us to their honestly beautiful um, home on the Outer Banks. Cannot 
support a trip to the Outer Banks anymore. Absolutely beautiful. The beaches are great. The weather is great. There's so much to do on these little tiny thin islands. No matter where you're staying on the island, you're not that far from the beach. There's restaurants, there's bars, there's Harris Teeter, my favorite grocery store. I'm going to go on a little tangent here about grocery stores. Harris Teeter is my number one utility grocery store. Wegmans is not a luxury. Well, it's a luxury grocery store for somebody else. I get lost. Whole Foods. They have the best orange juice. The fresh squeezed orange juice at Whole Foods. Even though it costs almost $13, I think for a half gallon. Unbelievable. If you, if you can swing it, if you can find one, get yourself a bottle of their fresh squeezed, fresh squeezed orange juice. You can't drink it very fast because it's way too acidic. You can keep a half gallon of that in your fridge for like three weeks. A four-ounce glass is more than enough. Peak luxury. Whole Foods sourdough bread with Kerrygold butter is a two Michelin star meal. I don't really know how Michelin stars work. I think two means it's worth it like if it's on your way within 20-ish miles. And yes, Michelin stars are made by the Michelin Man Company. It's the same company. Michelin's a French company. I would give, and of course I'm not in charge, Whole Foods at least a Michelin star for their sourdough bread. Uh, 10 out of 10. Back to the three-day vacation. When you go on a three-day vacation, do not rent a car. Stay in the downtown of the city you're going to. It's not a vacation if I have to drive. One of my rules. I'm on vacation when I'm not in charge of getting us from point A to point B. Now, unfortunately, some smaller Midwest cities don't necessarily have the most... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Robust public transit systems, including your rideshare companies. You might have to rent a car there. I can't do anything for you about that. But if you don't have to rent a car, like on the East Coast, don't do it. If you go to Boston, do not rent a car. If you go to New York, don't rent a car. Washington. Don't rent a car. Charleston. Mm. You might want a car for Charleston because you can go to the beach there, sort of. But personally, if I was in charge, don't rent a car. Like I said, get yourself a hotel in the downtown area. Find a place the locals eat. Go there. Have a couple of drinks. Walk back to your hotel. Hit up a local farmer's market. I love a local farmer's market. Buy, have a little lunch at the farmer's market, maybe on Saturday. Go see a cultural site Saturday afternoon. Maybe a sports match. Maybe a show. Gotta say, 
Been to a couple plays in my day. I, I'll go again. They're, they're definitely worth your time. But again, hire a driving service. Now, I'm not saying some $300 an hour thing. I'm talking about getting an Uber or a taxi or a Lyft. Absolutely worth it. I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about luxury today. I guess I'll leave it off with the fact that if you go on a three-day vacation, make loose plans. Like maybe have tickets to one thing. Otherwise, just let it fly. It's a great way to spend your weekend. Speaking of short vacations. If you're still listening in the North Dakota area, I am in charge of bringing my friends from the East Coast to Devil's Lake Fishing. I am open for suggestions. I'm trying to convince them to give me say five-ish to six-ish hundred dollars um, and, and then just stop talking to me. Just say, I trust you, James. Here's $550. Give me the best three-and-a-half-day vacation in greater North Dakota that you can. Specifically, the Devil's Lake, Red River Valley, and maybe Rendezvous region, part of North Dakota. We're talking Northeastern. Probably not the Rendezvous region, but there's no better name for a region than the Rendezvous region. Shout out Langdon. Shout out Langdon Sausage. Great name by you guys. Great Dairy Queen in Langdon as well. I need suggestions. I got big plans. I got big dreams. Gonna have to have a vehicle for some things. Maybe looking to surprise them with a party bus of sorts. Talking about convincing them to go to a North Dakota hockey game. Trying to get him to the Parrots K, trying to get him to Red Pepper, trying to get him to a couple of places, the Cedar Inn, the Main Street Cafe in Devil's Lake. We we are open for suggestions. Devil's Lake Fishing and Guiding Companies, we're talking to you. Hit me up. Let me know what it's going to cost. Let's make these East Coast people, which who are great, not getting into a region of America war. We have lots of friends from the East Coast. But I want to show them how much fun five adult men can have in Northeast North Dakota. Middle of January 2021. Any suggestions? Comments, concerns, fend for yourself Friday at gmail.com, fend for yourself Friday or fend for yourself Friday pod across all of our social medias. I will be online Friday all day posting pictures of food and things I'm doing because it's Friday. Get excited, enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday. Let's hope America wins in soccer on Thursday night.